Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. March 23rd, 1972. The day Dad came home from the war. And the day he met Mom. Now, I know this story might sound familiar, but I'm going to put the pieces together in a way that just might surprise you. And in order to do that, I have to start all the way at the beginning. Welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I'm your host this week, Karen Randazzo, and with me as always is cute soldier returned from war, Chris Randazzo. Continue forward, my navigationally challenged male offspring. (laughs) (laughs) I just realized what you did and I hate you. (laughs) Owner of fabulous hair, Evan Goldstein. A shocking lack of face butt. And Candy Craver, Angie Furnot. Firefly Land Girls Forever! <laughs> this is episode 266 for the week of... Um, yeah, that one. That'll... Sometime yeah, in January. The, that, the first week of February, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, that. Uh, I mean, depend, if you're early access, it's still January. Right. Yeah. Uh, so sign up for a Patreon so you can be early access. There it is. Uh, this week, we're discuss- or this episode, we're discussing the pilot episode of The Winchesters. Before we get to that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us if you're a Supernatural fan. Tell us whether or not you are psyched about this prequel series. Tell us who is your favorite Winchester and why is it Dean? (laughs) Tell us anything you want, as long as it's about Supernatural, because we always want to hear from you, the listeners. But only about Supernatural. (laughs) Yeah, it's all Supernatural all the time. Uh, How you guys doing? I'm feeling a little, a little, I don't know, spooky, a little, a little monstery, a little supernatural. Uh, Only once a week. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's been a minute, guys. Happy New Year, by the way. Happy, yeah, New, happy Year. New Year. <laughs> I forget guys, uh, how missed long. Out on our super fun, our super fun Paul crossover and our uh, end of year recap, which was a that was a hoot and a holler. It was. But and we did miss you. For anyone who listened to that and is wondering, uh, we did see Paul, and he lent me the Paper Girls graphic novels, and I've read two of them, and... Um, he picked that as... I begrudgingly admit that Paul was right, <laughs> that I do like it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Paul. Damn you! <laughs> now, are you going to watch the show? I think I'm probably going to finish reading because we what we talked about that was one of his best shows of 2022 that he picked, mm-hmm. and I said I had watched the first episode and not really cared for it that much, and he said I think you should read the graphic novels, and then he showed up with them at my house, and I was like I guess I have to now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> peer pressure. Call, called your bluff on that, did he? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I never said I was going to, but then he just brought them over and I was like, all right, uh, let's do this thing. I need a book to read anyway. So and I read the first one and that was basically the first episode. It was pretty much 
line for line. And I was like, yeah, I get it. I don't know why he thought reading this one would make me like it more. But then the second one, it got better. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm interested. <laughs> I will read this. I so mean, I hear I'm good doing. things. It's written by one of my favorite comic book writers. So yeah, I know Brian K. Vaughn is is the man. Yeah, he's pretty great. He's, you know, he's all right. I mean, I liked Why the Last Man. So I mean, the comic, not the show. I right. didn't watch the show, but I heard it was a fucking dumpster fire. So that would be correct. <laughs> I feel like dumpster fires don't get the credit they deserve. I mean, they provide warmth. They burn trash. Say- that that yes. fires. they're illuminating i mean the television was on while we watched the show it did light the room up right come on <sighs> dumpster fires get a bad rap <laughs> yeah hot take hot take right there <laughs> literally so that's that's me and you know that's what i've been up to is reading that what about you guys well, uh, <laughs> you guys have been, you guys haven't been doing anything of note lately, have you? No, no. nothing. <laughs> so, for anyone who wants to know, don't buy a house. Buying uh, house suck. Yeah, not fun. Don't buy a house in North Carolina. Even specifically. worse, and even more importantly, don't let one of the sellers die while you're trying to do it. I, Holy shit! What? Yeah. So here, real quick. I was under the impression we were buying the house from a bank because I had to give the bank all of my information. But apparently that's not true. No, no, we, no, no. You're not buying it from the bank. We You're were buying it from two people. Yes. A mother and a son. And everything was good and gozies. We were so close to closing. Home inspection went well. And then one of them died. You know why? You know why? Because I was involved. Because Evan started packing. <laughs> I started packing shit up and that, that unfortunately killed this gentleman um what ended up happening is what the the murderer i know it's horrible (laughs) the 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 son passed he was so close to happiness and our realtor calls like calls us and and i was talking to him and he and i'm like well what do you know about like you know this I, i i just dealt with my father's death a couple of years ago like we've this there's a process i'm like well was he sick no was he married no do you have kids? No. Oh, shit. He doesn't have a will. No. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> so, yeah, then, you know, probate and all that stuff. So yeah. we're just like now in a constant state of waiting and spending money to hold a, a ridiculous interest rate. That's not I it just just. Yeah. Yeah, that's the worst. I'm so sorry, you guys. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it, though. Obviously, Thanks. sorry to this lady who lost her son as well. Yeah, that's that's been the hardest part. Has been like, you know, well, I guess not the hardest part for us, but it's been definitely a struggle because there's a part of us that's like, hey, like our entire lives are on hold right now, and we had given, we had we had notified our apartment complex that we wanted to move, and uh, we had notified our apartment complex that we wanted to burn this place to the fucking ground. We did not. Uh, thank God for once. Um, sorry. Uh, we did not burn the bridge that Evan so desperately is holding a torch oh for. Oh, my and God. I mean, gasoline. until now, because what you don't know is they listen to the podcast. Yeah. Welcome to our show. Um, so, yeah, so we we uh, were able to kind of go into the office, or I, by we, I mean me, because Evan's not allowed to talk to them. And we <laughs> were able to uh, true. 
we were able to keep our apartment for the time being, which is, you know, that's nice. Um, <laughs> so you're not homeless. No. no. And naturally, you. as soon as we found out that we were staying here, something broke. So that was cool. It was real quick. Oh, Brad. <laughs> so, so, all right, real quick, too. So we have found out we have to stay here. And before like before that, we had put in a request to have our, our hot water heater looked at because it was, like, leaking. It's, in, like, in a little closet, and it was leaking. Um, it wasn't even leaking. It's just It was just slight there was moisture. Rust. It was No, there was there was rust at the bottom because it actually had leaked Sure. It. it wasn't, like, we, it wasn't flooding into our no. living room. It was no. just there so they were like all right we'll we'll order you a new hot water heater okay i don't know a week later this hot water heater shows up we go through all of this shit and they're like all right they're gonna come in and replace it so they come in and they the i (laughs) i work from home so and 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 angela does not so i'm the one who had to be here dealing with them and i was i I gotta be on my best behavior i gotta say pleases and thank yous and all of that stuff and i was i was good but the guy who was replacing it, he he he's just a regular old handyman. He's a maintenance dude who doesn't really he's not he's, he's not, not very a plumber. How's that? That's the best way to put it. He is definitely not a plumber. So I had to help him do a couple of things here and there and finally got it hooked up. And he as as we're finishing up, he shows me one of the pipes that lead the intake. So the, the two pipes go into your hot water heater, one with cold water going in and then one with hot water coming out. And he showed right. me the one with the cold water going in. He's like, yeah, that's, that's pretty corroded. We're going to have to change that. I'm like, okay. But no, no, no. What he meant was eventually. Like <laughs> uh, eventually. And I said, all right. And so he leaves. Later on that evening, we're sitting on the couch watching something and off in the distance, I hear this faint, like, what the hell is that noise? I'm it was like, a squirrel, wasn't it? No, totally a squirrel. squirrel moved into your water heater. I've been oh, there. You knew it. What it was, was that pipe that he showed me that was going to need to be changed was slowly leaking into the, the foam container cover thing of the pipe it was that basically was basically just t- leaking into the top of the water heater where the wires where were. Where the wires are. It was it arcing. Was the sound <laughs> of it needing to be changed. <laughs> it was it was the sound of an almost electrical fire in our apartment where we have no maintenance number that works. Because- so we call our maintenance guy that doesn't work. I call the plumber that for that comes into our complex and I say, "Hey, Sir, I appreciate, you know, like we have a rapport, like we communally don't like this complex. And I'm like, hey, do me a favor. Do you have a number for the maintenance guys that like they don't give us? And he's like, well, I don't feel comfortable giving that out, but I'll call them. And I said, perfect. Thank you. (laughs) Two maintenance guys show up. But the first guy showed up and he was casual. The second guy like literally was like banging on the door. I'm like, what's going on? The plumber called me. He told me your apartment was on fire. I said, well, not yet. And then I, on the slide, texted the, the plumber like, hey, thanks for getting them over here. Appreciate the fire story. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why sometimes dumpster fires are helpful. Yeah. <sighs> you saying you live in a dumpster? Yes. Yeah, we do. Yes. We pay rent to live in a shithole. Yeah. Not I, for long, right? That's very true. That's true. I work in waste management. Okay. And oh, we, my company, won't work here. Like no 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 we're not doing that no 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 no. All right. So anyway, now that we have clarified that our lives are cooler than television, how are you guys doing? Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. It's a 
it's a it's it's been a it's been a things have <sighs> i had a job interview um yeah last week that was potentially life-changing yeah and i haven't heard back so i'm just you know over here internally screaming all day <laughs> why don't day. you reach out and say hey that's a well it was a week ago today so i figured i would uh the conventional wisdom as far as i've been told is that tomorrow is the earliest i should be contacting them so i'm gonna okay. give them until uh End of business, business tomorrow, and then I'll I'll send a little send a little email out and see what's what's going on. I personally don't feel like I got it, but I mean, I don't know. I, I really stupid. don't. Know. You don't know what's going on with them over there. Exactly. I I so, got no ideas. All I know is that it's uh something that I really want, and it would be pretty wild if I got it. I am super duper rooting for you, even though I have zero context for this. Right, because we haven't spoken in ages. I know. Are you faking? Because like... I did tell you. You you <laughs> mentioned something. <laughs> like, are you? Li yeah, I told you exactly what it was. Yeah, I don't remember that. The director of operations for a... no, that's not true, Chris. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, it would also like just impact our family in a big positive yeah. way. So like, he's not the only one sitting over there internally screaming. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> no pressure. At the same time, uh I uh I work I I have to go into the office two days a week, which is a thing that I hate. Um and I we only have one car between us and we have kids who need to go to school and don't have a school bus. One functioning car. We you do own a car. <laughs> I own a car. It doesn't run. It's not uh it's not currently insured or anything. It's just sitting in the driveway waiting for us to get rid of it. Um <clears throat> the so I um get a ride from a coworker who mm -hmm. uh I am on her way to work. Mm -hmm. She's my only coworker who is who I am on her way to work. And that's important because she just got a new job. Oh, no. And no. she starts Monday. So I spent about a week not knowing what the F we were going to do. I was looking at cars, like, to buy. Um, uh, Chris came up with uh, some kind of plan to get my old car running, putting more money than it's worth it to put into it, but it's less money than we'd have to spend to buy a new car. Um, so that was a possibility. Turns out they decided to rule... That at least in the short term, I can just work from home until I can get it figured out. Well, that's nice. <sighs> it, it is, because we all know I prefer that. Like, it makes my life infinitely better to not have to go there. Heck yeah. Oh, as my coworker and I ride to and from the office, all we talk about is how much worse and harder our whole lives are because of having to go there. <sighs> like... Yeah, I, I'm. I'm Get a huge fan of yes, please. all employers. <laughs> yeah, this uh, job that I applied for is like it's pretty hands on. It's pretty involved in the company's uh, entire situation, and it is fully remote. At most, I would be welcome to, not required to, but welcome to go to the main office like once uh, every couple of months. Well, that's <laughs> awesome. And so the ideal situation is that Chris gets this job and then we can afford a second car and then I don't have to worry about it. But, I mean, uh, that would be the dream. 
Yes, that would indeed be the dream. That would be. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, the other the other side effect of him getting this job is potentially that I would be able to get a different job that I don't hate so much. Mm. That is also part of the dream. <laughs> <laughs> so lots of dreams on the line. No pressure. Big Good. dreams. Big yeah, dreams. So if you have like positive vibes to throw out there oh. or whatever, we would appreciate them. Yes, anyone who has a has has some positive vibes to share, we'll, we'll take it. But in the meantime, everything else is pretty okay. Kids yeah. are good. We had a really nice meeting at school this morning where uh, we learned that our son is just, you know, crushing it academically. Fantastic. And they have lots of strategies for helping him in other areas of development. Yay. Mm-hmm. Great. Struggles with. And our daughter was named Megastar last week. They have a thing where, like, their teachers can nominate them as for good behavior. Is that really? because she terrorized what? them into submission? I, is she holding someone hostage? <laughs> I know. You guys, when I posted it on Facebook, I was like, I don't know where this megastar behavior is when she's at home. but <laughs> She uses it all at school and then she just has to read. Like... <laughs> that's, that's, it's, that's a real thing. It's called restraint collapse. Um, and it's 100% real, and it is 100% what's going on with her. She's fantastic in school, and then she comes home and is a shithead to me. You know, I'm both saddened to hear that, but not surprised, and part of me really does expect your daughter to grow up to be a supervillain, and I'm kind of rooting for her. We have her a cape already. She she really is. It's it's a little terrifying. (sighs) You made More than this. A little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, you guys are comics people, so what? Maybe you know <laughs> what? What? Um, you know who Shannon Hale is? Mm. Shannon Hale, not by name. Squirrel Girl. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so my daughter just got a a book at the library tonight by Shannon Hale, not Squirrel Girl, but it was, it was something else. Oh but. yeah. Okay. She does. Um, you're talk- the author, she's doing, right? Um, yeah, she's yeah. apparently. Okay. I'm looking her up right now because this is a person that I was not familiar with uh, by name, but I've seen some of the titles that she's worked on. Um, <laughs> it a- looks like she mostly writes for kids stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so itty I'm a little kitty yeah. corn. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm a little out of touch with some of the. Kids she loves itty bitty kitty corn. Uh, that so tracks. <laughs> I did what? not uh, make the connection that that was her as well, but yeah. I just saw a, a, an icon. I did. I, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> kitty bitty kitty corn. Tell me more. Wow, she got cute. a lot of stuff. Oh my god, it's so cute. <laughs> ah, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you would like her art. Or the art, I guess, since she's the author. Yeah, she works with different, but it's very cool. And this is a wonderful interval. Oh, my God, it's hugging a unicorn. What's happening? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I just became a fan. Like, follow. Love. Um, Hunt, I had a question. You oh, said that no. you were going, you are having a conversation on Discord about a show do we want to dive into that seeing uh, as i did i watched it okay so yeah so sorry people on discord but evan had watched it and really didn't enjoy it and my free time has been somewhat limited as of late and i um i had a conversation with a friend recently where he put something into really good words 
uh, he he said that he doesn't want to hate watch things because he doesn't want to waste his life like that. Um, <laughs> and it just kind of made me think about like, if I have time and I'm not enjoying something, why am I watching it? So uh, this is in relation to the Velma conversation about that show. And I just wanted to say that um, because I really hadn't been enjoying it, I've seen people say that it seems to be coming around. I'm going to wait for there to be a few more episodes so that if it's going to have a turn for the better, I can go straight to that instead of like watching the first two episodes through. Yeah. Like if I'm not into it, you know, some shows do that where even though it took a little while for the show to find its stride, it does find it. It doesn't seem like it's quite gotten there. So I'm going to kind of defer to y'all and see what, what everyone says about it in the near future and then watch it just because like i didn't i didn't want to come on here and be like this freaking show bah, 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 if i didn't like it um i i did the the few minutes that i watched i had opinions and i feel like i should just keep them to my damn self until i'm actually up to date so yeah i saw the clips that people were posting online but i don't care about scooby-doo to begin with so like this this <sighs> me not liking it you know, I was never going to like it to begin with, so... I really didn't uh, want to call you a disappointment today. <laughs> that's fair. Scooby-Doo, I mean, really? Like, it's kind of like when people would tell me I need to watch Smallville. I'm like, alright, you gotta watch Smallville. The first, like, three seasons aren't very good, but eventually it gets great. I'm like, you want me to watch, what, three seasons of TV before it gets good? That doesn't seem worth it in the end. But, like, so, Scooby-Doo is, like, a staple of childhood cartoons. Like, it was on when I went to a coffee yeah, I, shop on Saturday, and I was so excited that I paid more money to be at that coffee shop to watch a cartoon I don't need to watch there. Like... So, uh, Chris, what do you say? Are you, are you not a Scooby... Like, do you not know Scooby-Doo, or are you talking about Velma in particular? I know Scooby-Doo okay. for some reason when I was a kid. Just didn't click never with really. You. Okay. Yeah, it didn't click with me, which is extra weird because I love Hanna-Barbera stuff. Yeah. I always did when I was a kid, like Hong Kong Fooey and uh, even like the later stuff, Two Stupid Dogs, but like, yeah. you know, the, the Huckleberry Hound, Yogi Bear, like Hanna-Barbera was my jam. And you know what I think it was? I think it was the laugh track. Oh. And I know like other things had that too, but like I also de never really got into the Flintstones. Mm. I got into the Jetsons. But Jetsons didn't have a laugh track. Mm. And I think it was the laugh track that was the thing that put me off the most on it. Because canned laughter has always bothered me, even right. as a kid. Right. But, yeah. yeah, like, I didn't hate Scooby-Doo. It just, it it didn't really... It's not your jam. Yeah, it's not my jam. So, like, yeah. okay. oh, no, this show is not being, not doing Scooby-Doo justice. Like, that part I don't care about. The fact that it doesn't look funny is what I care about. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, like I, in a world where Harley Quinn and Lower Decks exist, yeah, I don't need this. And somebody on Twitter said, and like, I, I have to agree with them. Like, anytime anybody wants to do this like wacky reboot thing of an old Hanna Barbera cartoon, no matter what, it's already been done better by Venture Brothers. Yes. So, oh yeah. <laughs> so here's I just love when a sentence starts when so and somebody on Twitter said, <laughs> my my biggest worry about this show is that i i really like the harley quinn show i think it's a it's a very entertaining and the, it's fantastic it's, it's it's but the character that you're watching fits into that world like the the the, the over violent and the like it's just it makes sense okay 
uh, up, uh, lower decks. Like that's snarky comedy, and they built a cast of characters that fit in that world. They are taking for Velma. They are shoehorning this idea into a modern wholesome or no, uh, 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 an old time wholesome cartoon to fit modern sensibilities and it doesn't work like and it, not even an like it is an old time one but it's also current scooby-doo never stopped that, I, like, well, yeah there's <laughs> constantly true. new scooby-doo yeah. stuff out there like yeah why are you making an adult thing i don't know it, it doesn't because it, honestly, I, don't care. I just don't care <laughs> that's it that's it yeah I've so already, like i said i've I'm... spoken so much more about this in the yeah. last five minutes than I then really warrants how much I, I care about. <laughs> so I will I will definitely still at some point give it a watch just because Velma was actually always my favorite part of Scooby Doo and this I wanna is... know what they've done to her. No, then I'm gonna I not guess. let you watch it if you liked Velma. Uh, so, I don't know. Just, I just take it off the plex. I now. told the, I told the folks on Discord I'd watch it. I don't want to let honey, y'all I'll down. Take the bullet for you. So, anyway. yeah. <laughs> so that's a show we're not going to watch, mm-hmm. but let's maybe talk about shows that we have been watching. Um, I am going to take executive hosting power and direct the conversation to Angie because I'm excited about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so I already found an article that goes ahead for what happens in the second half of season two. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you should, dummy, because it's Firefly Lane. Okay, sorry. Nobody would know that. But I'm so excited uh, that is a show that, you know, because we're all picking shows we're watching that we want to talk about. This is the only thing I want to talk about. I actually was texting one of my girlfriends um, in real time as I was watching it because I was having a lot of feelings. Uh, so, Karen, I am actually planning to do a rewatch from the beginning. So be prepared because you will be the person who gets those messages because I had to, like, spread them out so that I didn't destroy a friendship. Um, okay. But, yeah, I just, like, I had... I'm, I love this show i love the friendship between these two girls and and the way that they support each other and the way that the show even demonstrates that like yes friends are gonna have fights but they will find ways to forgive each other and they're not perfect people and they don't pretend to be perfect people except for the whole part where Tilly's supposed to be perfect because she's a celebrity you know whatever but as as a friend to her friend she is she doesn't pretend to be something she's not and i just i love her i love their dynamic and like I just I think everyone needs a little bit more Tully in their life and I want I want to be her and I love her and also I am in love with Catherine Catherine Hagel I just I love her forever and ever and ever and ever uh I have they're both very good her and Sarah Chalk yes and I well Sarah Chalk she's great like she does a great job in this role I just like since the first time I ever saw um I think I said this the first time we talked about this, but the first time I ever saw Catherine Hagel on screen, I just fell in love with her. Like I, I adore her. I just think that she is, she's just amazing. Um, she actually, I, like she, she reminds me of an old photo I found of my grandmother from when she was young. And so she, like, I think I just look at her and I'm like, my grandmother is the most amazing human on earth. Therefore, Catherine Hagel resembles her and is an amazing actress and is just very charismatic on screen. And therefore, she is the epitome of current female awesomeness. Um, I just like, I don't know. I love it. Their friendship is super wholesome. I think uh, what they're going through 
it's so hard because like I'm not a parent. So I wanted to ask you, how do you feel about Kate's reaction to what happens? And do we want to spoil it? Because it's been out for a little while now. Yeah, and I mean, does we spoil we spoil things? Yes, we have a spoiler warning at the top of the show, but you know, extra spoil warning for Firefly Lane. Yeah, um, I was on uh, Mara's side when she basically parent trapped them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, yeah, dude, they do need to talk. Like, nothing good comes of like just nobody communicating about the situation. And what was the situation for those who don't know? <clears throat> Uh, so, uh, they, so Sarah Chalk's character has, uh, Kate has a teenage daughter and, um, Tully is, Catherine Heigl's character is single and she takes the teenage daughter for an overnight so that Kate and her, um, the ex-husband that she's reconciling with can have like time to themselves and, uh, ends up getting in an accident uh, with alcohol involved because the teenager said she was going to go to the movies, uh, lied, actually ended up at a frat party, um, and since Tully didn't know she was going to have to pick the kid up, she had had some wine, but she was, you know, thought that the teenager was in danger, so she raced right over to get them, and then they got T-boned, so the accident wasn't her fault, and uh, both got seriously hurt, but survived the accident. Now, Kate, the mom, does not want to forgive her friend or feels like she can't forgive her friend for everything. And for like a while, they uh, don't even talk like she won't even hear Tully's side for of the story. Which for me, like... There were extenuating circumstances. Mm. Yep. It's tough for me to say because you, I don't think you would know until how you would react until, until something like this happened to you as a parent. And like, it's so, there's so many specifics to the situation that give it nuance, which is something about the show that I like. I think that's, you know, same thing you were saying. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think that, I think that's what what's bothering Kate, or yeah, what's bothering Kate about Tully is that she doesn't really ever apologize for anything, mm-hmm. and that she wasn't apologizing for this either. She eventually did apologize. Took her a minute. <laughs> Wait, it did. Like, she, but it took her a minute. It did. It, it totally took her a minute. Um, because that's part of her character is never never feeling like she has to apologize but their whole friendship was founded on like the idea of love never means never having to say you're sorry which is bullshit but like it's something they both believed for the entire length of the friendship and then it was tested and Kate's immediately like nope never mind I don't believe that anymore yep (laughs) nope 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 so I don't know this is your show and I'm talking about it but No, I asked. I wanted your opinion on that because, like, it's hard because there are specific scenes that I can think of. One thing that absolutely cracked me up up was when she has the sunburn from the the lamp. Oh, my God. 
And that just to me spoke volumes to the level of comfort that they had in their friendship. But then Mm -hmm. the comparison and this like broke my heart though. Right. So there's a scene in the show for anyone who hasn't watched it where um, Kate is getting ready to go away with uh, somebody else because there is a point where um, there is a pause. I think that's the right word for it. Right. Basically. Didn't they break up? Yes. I I mean, she breaks up with him, but I feel like in their overall timeline, it's like, it feels more like a pause than a full on breakup. But yeah, I guess at the time she was dating someone else. So I just, they were on a break. Um, (laughs) But so, yeah, so they break up and then she meets another guy and she decides to go on a trip with him. And in preparation she wants to have a little bit of a tan so she decides to try using one of tully's like tanning lamps and this is gosh this was like this is in the, the 80s the 80s yeah <laughs> okay so clearly that technology was on par and uh she ends up burning her ass <laughs> horribly by the way, uh, and so she has this like ridiculous sunburn, but when she's trying to, um, I guess, like ch- talk about it to Tully, she basically just bends over and pulls her pants down. Like, <laughs> and it's just so funny because it's like this level of comfort that they have, and you're just like, wow, that is a level of friendship. Like, for me, I, mean, I was like, basically even- sisters. Yeah. Um, but even with my sister, I would not like, I don't even have that level of comfort with my own sister and that's fine. Like, that's one of the things that I think is so beautiful about their friendship is that it's just so pure and so trusting. And what I love in contrast is that every episode sort of has a theme. So in that very same episode, you're, you're watching Kate try to build a friendship with somebody new as she's taking a creative writing class and, um, there, she's in the bathroom and every now and then with this woman that she has met, she'll just get too casual because she's never really had another close friend the way that she's friends with Tully. So she'll get a little too casual and she'll be like, bitch, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And, she's, and the woman's like, did you just call me bitch? And so they're in the bathroom and she's like, yeah, oh my God, does your nipple ever itch? And which, by the way, fucking hysterical. I've had that conversation with friends. But then she's, she goes to be like, yeah, you know, I have like this weird rash on my tit. And she like goes to like basically whip her tit out. And this woman's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And she's like, oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. We're not there. And you see a hint of what she was going to show. And as a viewer, I feel like, you know, immediately you're like, oh, fuck, you've, you've got to get that checked. And it turns out at the end of the season that Kate has cancer. And it's just the most like devastating thing because you know that like if she wasn't hanging if, on to this anger, she and Tully would have already faced this together. Maybe it would have been addressed sooner. Like that's a thing I keep thinking mm-hmm. about. Um, and just the, this whole history, this whole friendship, every single episode that you're watching, you can see these moments where Kate would actually be really selfish throughout their friendship and sort of just ignore Tully when Tully needed her. And mm-hmm. Tully would sort of like push boundaries and be unapologetic and so they have you're you're like kind of seeing the highlights of their flaws and it makes it i think i feel as though it was an intentional choice to kind of make it harder to just side with kate and feel that Mm -hmm. sympathy for her and i i liked that like you said nuance but then you get to the end of the season and it just 
rips your heart out and stomps all over it. I have a slight problem with that reveal that they did. Like, obviously, the, you know, the the scene where she is knocking on Tully's doors kills me. Yeah. But before we get there, yes. when she gets to the point where she's like, I need to go to the doctor. That scene in the bathroom where she like, you know, she she like checks out her chest and she's like, oh, I think I need to go do something about this. Yeah. Was right after she had sex with Johnny. Yes. And nobody was like, hey, what the fuck was that? Your boob looks weird. (laughs) Maybe instead of doing this, we should make a doctor's appointment. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> they, nope. They just went ahead and did it. And then afterwards, mm-hmm. like, and she, you know, it, because it's TV, she's wearing something on top. So it's not like fully out or anything, but you, you can see it. Mm-hmm. It's like the rash or whatever is on her. It's like creeping above the line of what she's wearing. It's yeah. like, how? <laughs> she's, a, she's not stupid. No. I don't know how she let it get that far without without anything making her go and get it checked out like okay i get it that like you know if tully had been in her life that would have been the first person that would have like convinced her to do it but like johnny sees her naked yeah yeah (laughs) i didn't say anything i mean we've seen evidence that he's been with other women and he knows that they don't all have like a giant red rash on their boob (laughs) The trophy's so well, fucking he had crazy. Also been it took me out of to it her. for a minute. I think the the answer is what I said last night. Hey, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, pitch meeting. <laughs> I'm going to need you to hey, get all up. the way off of my back about that. <laughs> oh, let me get off of that thing. <laughs> we introduced a friend to that recently, and he was like, "I want to watch all of this," and I was like, "You should." <clears throat> I had the opportunity where I just had dropped um, it's going to be super easy, barely an inconvenience, just into a conversation forgetting that I was around people that like, to my knowledge, did not know what I was talking about. And then like my best friend was like, I love that guy. And I was like, this is another reason I love you. That's awesome. (laughs) Good friend. Anyway. But (laughs) yes, Uh, which is she's she's my, you know, she's my Tully. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that huh, that 100 percent tracks, though, uh, as far as like what you're saying about going back to, you know, her and Johnny. And um, I don't know. I think the other thing that I noticed, too, was the fact that like Tully really f- didn't have anyone else and you just don't see it for such a long time. Like, you know, she's lonely and, you know, she isolates, mm-hmm. but you don't I don't I think. The first season, you get a sense of her codependence. The second season, you really see how how strong it is for her and the level of that that's like somewhat unhealthy. So I think what made me happy was that even though it was grounded in their past relationship, when she went back to the old house and like redid it, which, by the way, I absolutely don't believe for a fucking second she did that herself. Um, (laughs) But when she goes back to her roots and she focuses on that project, it you do see her growing as a person and strengthening the bonds that she does have with others and working on her relationship with her mom and all of these great things. And it's, it's wonderful, but it just like, I don't know. I feel like there is an element of this that speaks to like when you find a friend that you really truly love and you 
that is that is your person right that is your best 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 friend in the whole world like it can be really easy to ignore building other relationships and i think especially in this show it highlights how lonely that can be when something changes Mm -hmm. and i don't know they they do a really good job of kind of like making me want to call all of my friends and just keep them a little closer um and I think that that's important and I love that there's a show that highlights that feeling and makes me think about those things and have that gratitude for the relationships in my life but it also rips my heart out and stomps on it which is you know less fun how very dare they so I can tell you that I did find an article, if you'd like to see it, um, it has spoilers because, of course, this is based on a book, uh, technically two books, um, this series. I am 100% going to have to read them now, uh, mm-hmm. but I know how it ends. So I do not want to know. Okay. Um, I saw the books in the library last week when I was there, and I was like, I'm going to wait. Yeah, I think this is going to be one of those things where I'm going to have to get the books just so I can revisit this world a little bit and then see what the author's perspective was because, of course, things always change when they go to television. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things I was wondering about the whole breast cancer thing was like, is this how they did it in the book and so they had to do it this way? Because, like, it just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. It's... I'm sorry, that, that part really, really, really made me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to, I'm do you not want to usually talk about one that? to nitpick shows, but... <laughs> well, no, but I definitely... Tip-pick. I was annoyed by certain decisions they made for, for Kate in the season in general, so, I, yeah. Um, I don't know how much more I should talk about this because I don't want to take forever talking about this show, but uh, I'm really glad that it came back. I really loved watching it. I'm going to do a rewatch from the beginning of the show at some point, and then you will get all of my, you know, play-by-plays. Um, I think part two is in sometime in the summer. Yeah, it comes out in June, according to the article yeah. I was reading. There we go. I, I knew that was something. Yes, supposedly, and I don't know if this is an actual true story, it drops June 8th. So if it does, I'm taking off work. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, like, really need... Ah, uh, priorities. Yeah. Listen, I, mean, I know friends who take off. Have we all off. not been there at one point or another over something? I mean, this would be literally the first time I've ever done this for any media, and I have no regrets. So, regrets. No regrets. <clears throat> no regrets. Regrets redacted. So, yeah, how well, did you feel I agree about the with season? You that it was, it was, for the most part, very good, and I'm also happy that it came back. Cool. Uh, what about your husband? What has he been watching, <laughs> sir? Hi, hello. Hi. <laughs> Let us talk about our girly show. God. Um, you know what? Real quick, I said I was gonna. So I started watching um the new Night Court series because back in the day I loved that show. Um, Melissa Rauch uh, plays Abby Stone, the daughter of Harry Stone, who was the original Night Court judge, and. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, it feel it's it's a it's a like it does the original so far. It does the original show justice. Um, the the same mentality, the same feeling, the the heartwarming goodness kind of thing. Because that was the 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 type of person Harry the 
Judge Stone was. Like he was always looking for the the, the good in people, and that's what the basis of the show was. Um, so they're, 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 it's a great successor to the show. They're doing. She's. They're, everybody involved is doing a great job. Um, it's amazing that they got John Larroquette to come back, and he is still the same smarmy quick be son of a bit like like he this is the part that he was meant to play and now he's in the original show he was a prosecutor and now he's being a defendant and he still has this like he he his personality defender, not a defendant oh yeah a defender, <laughs> That's a excuse me. Thing. correct i apologize <laughs> um he is the defender and he uh he just still has the same men towards the job itself like you know it's night court it's the worst of the worst it's new york it's it's the dregs of society and it's just really fast and funny and and of course it's a sitcom it's you know i'm sure like i canned laughter doesn't bother me as much until like i like i have the ability to ignore it most of the time but i'm pretty sure this is one of those laugh tracky kind of shows um, canned laughter on cartoons. I forgot to specifically oh, just, say that. Okay. All right. Because that's impossible. And even as a kid, I knew that was impossible. <laughs> well, maybe they're showing it in front of a live studio audience, sir. <laughs> well, speaking of which, it's my understanding that Night Court is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Like the uh, the new one? No, this new one. I don't think that's canned laughter. I think... Oh, I, I, I don't I, hear I, it. I need to look that up to be sure, but I'm pretty sure I read that one of the things that was special about it was that they tried to just, they really tried to not modernize it and just make more night court. Like they wanted to capture that feeling. And part of that was filming it in front of a live studio audience. And the, 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 the set looks great. It looks like the original courtroom. The, the cafeteria looks the same. Like, I mean, it's to the point where like she goes into the judge's chambers and they're going through some of her dad's stuff. And like, there was an arm. There was a stuffed armadillo that was in the entirety of the first run of the show, and they brought that back. Like they're they're paying true homage to to the to the first run, and they're treating it with the reverence and respect that it deserves. Because th- watching this show led me to rewatching the original, and I mean, Angela could speak to this. Like it holds up. Uh, it there are lots of funny, funny laughter. There are certain. I mean, the Dan, the, the John Larroquette character of the old was of the time. So he was kind of a womanizer and kind of scummy. But outside of that, it's still like bowl is great and whatnot. Um, the show makes me laugh and yeah. I didn't expect it. Like I came in randomly as I often do when he's watching television. And I was just like, eh, I'll sit down for a minute. And now like I'm invested and it's weird and it's very cute and wholesome and the and there's so much of the original show to go back to that i i feel because this the new one is is of course weekly i can bounce back and forth and and enjoy it it's it's half hour sitcom It's, it's a lot of fun um if you like like it's not breaking any barriers it's not you know not world changing but it's 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 a good good show it's good time so I highly, especially if you like the original show, I highly recommend it. What made you want to watch this, uh, the old one again? Was it just going back because you'd started the new one or was there something specific? I, I originally watched Night Court when it was like, yeah, you said you were a fan. Um, and when I rewatched the, when I watched the 
new one, I was like, this really like, it feels like I remember it. And I didn't want, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just remembering it fondly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I was curious to see how it would hold up because also it, it my, when they changed the, the John Larroquette character, mm-hmm. I couldn't remember if they, what, what, um, position he was playing in, in the, the judicial system. Um, so I went back to look at it and I just watched the first episode of the original show. And I was like, man, this is, this is fun. This is, this is nice. And then I continued to watch it and they, they tackle a bunch of topics that I was very surprised by. Like mm-hmm. there's like in the original show, there's bull, which is the, 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 the cop Richard mall. Yeah. Like the man is, I, it's shocking how many he's still alive. I, yeah, he got Paul mentioned that to me that it's weird that he's not, he's not on it or somebody. Well, he got, he me. just got into trouble. Like he was just arrested for shoplifting or something. Oh. It's just a shame. But like it's Boy, that would suck if you wound up in night court over that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, irony is not lost. It's what's what's if, funny to me is that they, I think let's say there are six or seven main characters on the original show, and like fifty percent of them are over six four. Like they're giant human beings on this <laughs> show. They make everybody else look teeny tiny. Um, but Bull, who is a, a, an officer of the court, um, in one of the episodes, he 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 really wants to have a kid, like like be a a big brother kind of situation, like in in the program, and they give him a, a child to work with. And as I'm looking at this kid, I'm like, I know that that actor, like I know that face, that that face, I recognize that face, and I let the show go. And it turns out it wasn't a little boy; it was a little girl. But she was faking being a boy so that she could have a father figure in her life. And that like that just went down a path about what how certain kids need certain things. I'm like, this is this is a lighthearted sitcom. Like this is heavy. And I appreciated it because they took it they took the, the topic seriously. They didn't make a joke out of it, which is what you would expect in a silly sitcom. Um Well, I mean, you know, it, it really set the stage for shows like scrubs and whatnot to, absolutely to do that sort of thing i was gonna you know? say the best sitcoms are the ones that can sneak in the stuff that actually matters and still keep you entertained and then all of a sudden you're like wow you snuck in a you snuck in a moment you brought him yeah. um my only qualm so far with the new one is um the the officer of the court and the new one um her name is lacreta and I, like she, she's it's just joke after joke after joke after joke like there's like there's no reality to her character like bull had funny quirks about him but he he like had more substance he had more substance like he there were there was a whole episode where he he felt like people didn't look at him be, as like a normal human because he was so big and so intimidating and whatnot and like of course halfway through the the show they made a frankenstein reference like i am a man kind of thing but it showed how he had substance he had feelings they're not like the credit just seems to be a like hey we thought of this funny line let's give it to her kind of thing and i don't feel any substance yet but it has only been two episodes so yeah it's got it's got time to get there yeah but I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Have I, have you guys watched it at all? 
not yet. It was actually if it, if it was my pick this week, I was going to choose that for a, <laughs> a feature topic next time. Um, I I've I've been meaning to. I've just been watching watching some other things. Yeah, in my, my spare time. It if you if you have any fondness for the original show or like those sitcoms of of like the mid eighties, like it's very reminiscent of that, and it's it's slightly modernized, but not. They, it's they're not. How do I say this? They're not checking boxes, and that's one thing that I can't stand in a show is where they say, "Hey, look, there's this character, there's this character, there's this character," just just to make sure that all of those people are are there to say, "Hey, look, we're we're this. Pay attention." And they're not doing that. It's Abby Stone is is, is the daughter, and it feels completely natural. What's weird is she does like if you watched Big Bang. She is from that show, and she—that's not her. Her voice on Big Bang Theory is not her real voice. So when you look at her and the noises that come out of her face now, it just feels weird. <laughs> I'm waiting for her to get that weird squeaky voice, and it's just not gonna happen. So, but all in all, it's a great show. I really enjoy it. Well, the less it has in common with Big Bang Theory, the better. <laughs> I know, yeah, I was going to say, when he pointed out that she's like, oh, the girl from Big Bang Theory, and I was like, why are you talking to me like I would know that? Like, <laughs> no. So it was I on for a very long show. time. Got it. It was on for a very, very long time. So were a lot it of was things. Indeed. Yeah. So were a lot of things. I um, Night Court was not a show for me. Like, I don't have any nostalgia for it, So, but I'm happy to check it out if, if that's your if you got Desire some extra time to about, we'll, we'll, which none we'll, of us do. <laughs> we'll see what happens. In all our copious spare time. Yeah. In the meantime, was there a, a show you did want to talk about, dear? Uh, there was indeed a show I wanted to talk about, dear. Oh, uh, so we're, um, let's see. Uh, Spicy. Willow ended. We finished Willow. We finished Jack Ryan. Uh, both were excellent. Uh, really liked both of those shows. But... We're kind of waiting for the next thing to come, right? Mm -hmm. There's nothing on right now that we're both like, all right, this, this is, is our show. this is our next show. This is the next thing we dive into. And it's it's been a while, right? Because last year was so stacked TV shows. So um, I looked at my <laughs> list and we're like, you know, there was an entire season of Law and Order last year that we never got around to. So. We decided to uh, to give that a shot. Now, here's here's something I I know about this new season of Law and Order. Before going into it, is um, the previous season was it was it struggled to find its footing, but uh, it was it was okay. I really didn't like the cop guy, uh, the new cop, but they brought back Anthony Anderson, and he was fine. Um, Anthony Anderson was out. <laughs> he, he he uh he bounced after the first season and honestly who can blame him um but uh you know it's a it's law and order it was one of my all-time favorite shows so of course I'll, I'll i'll give this new season a try but the first episode was really weird because the first episode was the third part of a three-part crossover event with the other two law and order shows i couldn't conceivably care less about svu and fridge humpers unit i don't know um, <laughs> The uh, so this very, one very unique major show, crimes like is that what it is? Yeah, something That's like what he that. Said, major Karen crimes, fridge humpers. It's something. The, the Christopher Maloney show. They brought his care. They brought Detective Stabler back from the dead to do a show. Um, 
I don't even know how they did it, but I'm I'm sure he was just faked his death or something for 20 years or however long it's been since he was off. He, they killed him off the show, but whatever. Deep Doesn't matter. Pepper. This new episode was such an SVU episode. It was shot and written like SVU top to bottom, but with regular Law & Order characters. Um, mm. So I wasn't crazy about it. It was... It was entertaining. It was stupid. We were, we had fun watching it. Like, we were, we were poking holes in it and stuff all the time. There was because it was a for like three part three of something. We didn't know what had happened before this. I mean, we had new. We could intuit the basic plot points that came before it, but like the specific things that happened before this episode started, we didn't know. So the first scene with Benson in it, Mariska Hargitay. Uh, she looked like shit. Like she looked like she hadn't brushed her hair, and we were like, "Is that intentional? Like, did she not sleep in the scenes that came before this, and so she looks like that on purpose, or does like hairstyling on the show just suck?" Yeah, it was weird because like her outfit was like an outfit, normal whatever outfit, but then her hair was just like, "Give that lady a comb. Do, do something." Like it was nuts. And then she wound up wearing that denim blazer denim that blazer. I hated. Damn. <laughs> Man, Wardrobe was uh, not doing her any favors, but regardless, that episode was dumb. And also, we only got, like, maybe five seconds of the new cop and, uh, you know, made zero impression on me. But you know who the new cop is? No. It's, uh, I, I don't know if I'm actually pronouncing his name right, but it's Makad Brooks. You might know him as James Olsen from Supergirl. Shut up. Now. Really? Yeah. <laughs> He has a goatee now, and he's unrecognizable. <laughs> he doesn't look anything like him, but he sounds like him. And you know what he is? He's freaking perfect for this role. Yeah, yeah. it was like about a half a scene before Chris looked, turned to me and was like, I like him for this. I, I, oh, this God, works. he's great. I like, this he's works. great. I mean, right. the, 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 the other guy, the, the burn notice guy, he's still, he's still awful. I still don't <sighs> like him even a little bit. Yeah. But this dude... Like he he had he showed up for his first scene, uh, it was dead body. He made a uh, Law and Order style like Lenny Briscoe style quip that was not good, but he delivered it perfectly. And I was like, "Yep, I'm in. You son of a bitch, I'm in. You, you got me." <laughs> and like then like a scene later, so it's it's a they're looking for a white guy in a baseball cap in the park, right? And like so he's he's doing his first real, you know, talking scene. You know, really having a conversation, doing the law and order, talking about things. And he looks over, and there's a uniform, like, patting down some brown dude who's not wearing a hat. And he a just white walks... uniform cop patting down a brown dude. A white dude, uniform cop, patting down some brown dude. And he walks over, and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> We're looking for a white guy in a baseball... What are you doing? And he's just, he gives him this look like, I'm not being racist. <laughs> And like he just he just kind of shut him down. I was like, "Good job, show." That was handled so much better than anything, anything they gave the... Anthony Anderson last season. Yep. Like 100%. they tried to do that kind of stuff with him last season. It just wasn't working. It just kind of really smelled like Anthony Anderson did not want to be there, and clearly he didn't. But this dude, this is like I never really got him as James Olsen and Supergirl. That character was such a weird nonsensical character what that they the clearly had no idea what to do with. It turned him into Guardian, Guardian! and all that kind of jazz. Like, that was it, it just didn't work. Just didn't work. This this was like this is like a glove. 
I want this guy to be here forever, and I want them to get rid of this 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 burn notice dude, and then I'm good. Because the second episode was it felt like classic Law and Order. Like Karen and I have seen hundreds of episodes of Law and Order, so like what? the whole time we're watching it, it's just like. And this is going to happen. And this is, oh, what is this guy doing? Why is he he's going to run? Don't run. And we're just because we've seen this a bajillion times before. That's but, that's one of the great things about Law and Order is how formulaic it is. It is. <laughs> that's what makes it a comfort TV show. But by the end, even when it surprises you, you still kind of know that the story beats that are going to lead you to those surprises. But by the end, it was telling a story that had some feeling to it it was telling a story that was it was doing what law and order does well besides being you know comfort tv mm-hmm. and it was very nice to see it. it this felt so much more like classic law and order than the entirety of the previous season did and while they're writing jack mccoy pretty well but i feel like he's he's leaning a little bit more um I don't know, less sharp than Jack McCoy used to be. But besides that, and, you know, this cop guy, I just really just wish they'd get rid of him. It is um, (laughs) even more evident this season how much Jack is turning into Adam Schiff, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which is which makes me so happy. Yeah. I mean, I picked up on it. So, you know, it's not the real life Adam Schiff, the character, (laughs) the character of the D.A. Adam Schiff that was on the show like in the very beginning. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, there is a, a real politician, Adam Schiff. But yes, the um, God, what was his name? Uh, Stephen Hill. Stephen Hill played uh, Adam Schiff in the old show, and he was just this grumpy old dude telling him to go. He's just things. like, yes, I'm just telling you the way it is. I'm not dude saying like, it's the right thing. I'm here he for was it. Like, guy was 50% of his role was just walking outdoors. It's just like leaving. <laughs> Oddly, I the other 50% was walking into doors. My wife needs me for something. Like he was, he was like Bob Kelso, but like serious. It was, I, uh, I okay. Him. So I, seeing... I have to say this now because you bring up Bob Kelso. Um, I'm watching that 90 show. Okay. Because I was a big fan of that 70 show. And there is a scene where Kitty and Red are sitting on the couch and Kitty leans over to Red and she goes, you know, I love this law and order show because at the beginning it's law. And then at the end it's order. <laughs> Not to be confused with Dr. Kelso from Scrubs. Well, it's the, but that's the, the it that, just tied in because right. they're the That's what I love about it. It was one of the genius exactly conceits of that show it says in the, first on the tin. Place. They're like, all right, well, we can't do our shows, right? One hour shows, we're going to sit down and watch an hour of television. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to make half a show that's a cop show, half a show that's a lawyer show. We're going to stick them together, right? Half hour of one show, half hour of the other show. But it's really one show. So that we're getting them for two shows for the price of one. It's great. It's genius. <laughs> that is how the show was pitched. It's yeah. freaking genius. But yeah, I was uh, was very happy with, uh, happy with what I saw. New Law & Order. Uh... I mean, new, new. It was back in October. It was the second season of the year. Like they really cranked this thing out. But Damn. I'm I'm happy with the path that it's on. It's it's it's. If you're looking for it for realistic depictions of police activity and uh, courtrooms, you're looking in the wrong place. This is a <laughs> fantasy world, and it is fine by me. Uh, I I I love it. I'm happy. 
I feel like it's a part of its coming back was almost like a uh, post-COVID like economic initiative in New York. Like, all right, we got to get people working again in this city. What can we do? Bring back Law and Order. That employed like half the actors in the city. <laughs> I support um, it. And listen, everything I know about cops, I learned from Law and Order. So I don't know what you're talking about, Chris. <laughs> everything totally everyone true. knows about cops, they learned from Law and Order. Didn't you yeah, know I'm a John cop? John Oliver did an episode on why that's such a bad thing. <laughs> That is very true. Yep. He, did, he did a whole episode on how, like, that show is incredibly dangerous, actually. Yep. And, uh, but and, and it's because people take it too seriously, and you know, because the way it presents itself and as as a very realistic kind of thing. But you know, as long as you realize that this isn't how reality works, uh, it's, it's, it's a, a great TV show. show. I don't believe you. This is my reality. <laughs> I am going to be, uh, as long as we continue to watch it, I am going to be, like, expecting at any moment for McCod Brooks to turn into Guardian. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> he's still, like, he's still in really good shape. He is. Like, he could he pull had it to, off. He had but to, he... like, rough up a bodyguard guy and arrest him in one episode, and it was like, all right, no, he can handle his shit. That outfit of him, like, he just looked so stupid as Guardian. And that chase that would not, not, but... Back in the Law and Order episode where they chased down the guy in the Yankee. <laughs> there, was, there was this amazing chase where they had to catch a suspect and the guy like was waiting in a stairwell and smacked McCod Brooks in the face with a folding chair. Oh my god, he got chaired right in the face. WWE and, style. And then he ended up jumping off of a rooftop onto like an adjacent lower rooftop. Yeah, he did all this crazy parkour stuff and then McCod Brooks was just was like, like waiting, waiting down in the, the alley when he finally climbed Because he did down. all this like crazy flip flippity doopity do stuff getting away from Burn Notice. And yeah. Burn Notice, by the way, he just looked doofy as hell running after this guy. He was like, I, he was running. I was like, man, 70 year old Lenny Briscoe was more convincing chasing after dudes than this guy is. Um, but then, uh, then uh, yeah, it all ended up with uh, McCod Brooks looking cool as He's hell. He's like leaning on a dumpster waiting for the guy, like, nice try. <laughs> uh, that was the line. He said, nice try. That was, uh, that was awesome. Love yeah, this. good good times. Good yeah. TV. Speaking of people who are in still in shape to be action heroes. Tell me more. Uh, hmm? I said, we... tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. Uh, John, Ris John Krasinski is still fine as hell um, as Jack Ryan. <laughs> nice. So uh, we, oh, we, Jack Ryan was great, huh? We blazed through season three of that show in no time flat because that show is just entertaining AF. They had a whole uh, story arc this year, uh, this season, about um, this Cold War Russian nuclear program that was, like, shut down in the 60s, and then, like, it was being brought back by some, like, rogue ru faction within the Russian government, and there was going to be a coup to take a... This... Talk about shows that are not based in reality. <laughs> Oh man, and like all that stuff, like only kind of mattered. Yeah, because I, I I didn't pay attention to a lot of the plot because it was just like here's like these six Russian dudes and they all look pretty much the same, but they keep flashing back to them as when they were younger, and none of these people look like they could have become any of these old people. Like not even close. There's just no resemblance at 
all except for maybe skin tone and even that's pushed it like <laughs> these people did not turn into these older people so i had no idea who, who anyone who? in the flashbacks were <laughs> i was like you know what i don't care stuff blows up good jack ryan he was he was gonna get into a fist fight with a boat and i was really upset that he didn't there's a whole thing it was like you gotta stop this boat and he's the only one who can do it and he's the he's gonna go get it he's gonna it's like i'm gonna go on foot to catch this boat and then have a fist fight with him. <laughs> it's like what are you gonna do you're not armed you've got nothing but your fists and you know what i'm fucking here for it do it beat up that beat up that boat jack and then he didn't and i was sad oh he did not beat up the boat but there was uh, a nuclear explosion that they they was being triggered by this like terrorist group, um, and they were trying to make it look like America was uh, the aggressor, that they were the, actually the ones who set off the bomb. Okay. Uh, and they were targeting this like small town in the Russian countryside so that there would be like twenty thousand casualties and there would be all that much more um, outrage. And the bomb was on a truck. And it was being driven by this guy that was like, he was just taking one for the team and he's going to go down with the truck to, to set off this whatever chain of events. Uh, and Jack figured it out like moments before it was going to happen and he's in a helicopter <laughs> uh, above like, you know, all the action. There's these trucks chasing these other trucks and the truck with the nuke was going to crash and like cause the explosion. And he figured out this plan. So, like, as they're driving, they're driving through the mountains, and there's like long tunnels. So they had this these army guys <laughs> that they were gonna crash into. They're like, uh, "You guys all go through the tunnel, and the last truck, like, park it around this curve so you can't see it ahead of time, and like park it across the road so the guy can't get through. The guy with the bomb." Uh, and then we're gonna, you know, you guys get out of the truck and run the rest of the way out of the tunnel, so you won't be... Right, took me a second to figure, remember where you were going with this, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like so... then Wiley Coyote showed up, and the Roadrunner spun round, went beep beep, and, and then... There... <laughs> so then we're like, and then we're gonna turn off the lights in the tunnel, so like, he extra can't see when he's gonna crash into this truck. That all checks out. So, like... He's in the, you know, <laughs> the the helicopter is like racing to the other end of the tunnel and all the trucks come out and the last truck parks and they're like, and the guys are like hauling ass down the tunnel and Jack gets the helicopter to land and he's like, they're not going to make it. And he <laughs> jumps in a Hummer, tears ass down the tunnel <laughs> to get these two guys and then books it back out of the tunnel before the Russian guy crashes the nuke truck. And like they barely like they come shooting out of the exit of the tunnel as the explosion is happening but like all that happens is their Hummer kind of gets like blown off the road and they get like scrapes and bruises <laughs> it's like, wow. are you fucking kidding me with this show that they set off a nuclear explosion underground and this is all that happened and like wow. Jack wasn't I mean this was this was a terrible plan because he wasn't wrong when they weren't going to make it like these guys weren't even close this one dude was like at least 60 years old and he's like trying to book it and like he's not gonna make this like he was gonna die the other guy was like dressed in fatigues and like you know army gear it was like weighed down with the 30 pounds of equipment or whatever like he had to drive for a while to catch up to these dudes that were running and like they barely made it out of the tunnel like 
yeah, this is a this plan was never going to work. What are you doing? <laughs> but that's the point is that like he came up with the plan like he figured out what was going on literal minutes before it was going to happen. And so like this was his plan. It was kind of not great. Um, but <laughs> like, flawed to he begin just with. figured it up literally in the helicopter in the air while he was watching it happen. I guess Glorious. it's better. What a fun show. Yeah, and the whole season is just full of stuff like that. Uh, and it's really, really very, very satisfying stuff. Bad guys got theirs in the end. And the one guy who was kind of bad, but was like then seeking redemption, he like kind of got it. And the one they were, the, they, everybody's manipulating the Chechnyan president, this lady. Mm -hmm. um, and she like kind of. She was pretty badass because one of the people involved that was like one of the Russian terrorists was her dad, and uh, he had a standoff with with the the this informant that was secretly working for the, uh, the Americans, and he got shot in the leg. And then they like they're like, okay, we'll tourniquet you so you'll survive. And then she ends up in the room alone with him and just like takes off the tourn tourniquet and is like fuck you dad damn <laughs> my wow. whole life has been a lie because you like set up this whole conspiracy and, and basically installed me as president so you could use my position to carry out this plan and you know <laughs> you're yeah, i mean dude was a great a scumbag and like this ballsy move to go ahead and murder him like that but <laughs> yeah good show Good show. Yes, and and it's kind of a show I forgot existed where it was like, you know, we got to the end of the year, like Willow was like petering out, and we were like, what's left to watch? And Chris goes, oh, there's a new season of Jack Ryan. And I'm like, oh, holy shit, I forgot that even existed. Like, it's been like a year since that happened. Every yeah. time you guys talk about it, it I star. Yeah, every Amazon's time you guys really talk about it, I still forget. Amazon's taking a long time. I have not forgotten about Mrs. Maisel, though. <laughs> Still waiting on that shit. Yeah, Mrs. Maisel and Invincible just had that kind of like pseudo trailer that poked fun at the fact that it's been like a really long time. Oh, I didn't even realize that a trailer came out for that. Yeah, me either. It's not, it's not really a trailer. It's like a little short video. Yeah, it's a new scene with like him and the one-eyed guy that was played by Seth Rogen. And like they're in a <laughs> diner and like he's asking like what he's been up to. And he... Basically, he's like, because yeah, it's been a long time. It's been like a really long time, yeah, like a I suspiciously feel like a very, long, very time. long time. <laughs> and uh, it was, it's, it's very funny. I, I recommend watching it because it's a good time. Oh, cool. cool, 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 cool. All right. Well, I think this seems like the appropriate time to take our doctor recommended break, and uh, <laughs> you should, as the audience, should take your doctor recommended amount of commercials, and uh, we'll be right back after this. Hi everyone, Chris here. Podcast listening is free, but podcast creation is not. That's why the Geekade Patreon exists. In an effort to help us pay the bills, we've got a Patreon page set up where you can gain access to our monthly podcast topic schedule, get early access to many of our shows, and more. If you'd like to help support Geekade and keep these shows running week after week, head over to the Geekade Patreon page, linked in the show notes of this very podcast. And now, here's a quick look at some of the other original content, available now from our partners and Geekade.com. First up, 
on an all-new SparkCast. The Autobots have joined a race for charity, but things are about to go south. They soon find themselves trapped in car form when, you guessed it, the Decepticons attack. <laughs> Thrill, as the crew frequently gets off-topic because this was quite possibly their most boring episode ever, but also Thrill... As almost an hour into the show, they get around to their final character spotlight of season one, Optimus Freaking Prime. Don't miss Sparkcast episode 70, The Autobot Run. That sounded so epic. Next, the monkeys were stars of their... The monkey. Come on, Evan. You know better than this. The monkeys were stars of their own show, sold countless records, and were loved by many. Our very own Chris has been one of those fans for his entire life. Okay. So he cho- he chose this band for his pick for this month's episode of Turning Tracks. Matt, on the other hand, had his own history with the band, and he is he was less than a fan. Of course, his exposure to their... <laughs> oh, I'm so curious. Of course, his exposure to their hits was, let's say, less than conventional. Was Chris able to successfully convey why he's his love he's loved this band since he was a kid? Find out in Turning Tracks episode five, The Monkeys. And maybe learn if Evan can read. Yeah, it's been a day. <laughs> Finally, this time in a theater near you, there was horror. There was suspense. There was Kurt Russell. Hey yeah. Yes. <laughs> the gang watched The Thing, a horror classic that unsurprisingly Chris had never seen. What did he make of this one? Did Paul and Sean think it was as good as they remembered? How did everyone feel about Candy Hearts this far from Valentine's Day? Don't miss A Theater Near You, Episode 23, The Thing. Yeah, Greg was eating Candy Hearts. I thought it was weird. He didn't. Wait, so, wait are they like from last year? Wait, who well, is eating? So we have the... All right, my, my friend Greg, he comes oh. over and watches all the movies with us. Oh, uh, oh got it, got it. For, we do talk about it on the podcast. And you know what? That's a good question. We had a whole conversation about the Candy Hearts in the show, and we all firmly believe that they haven't made Candy Hearts since the 80s. No, probably not. We're just still eating the same ones. They made one big-ass batch, and they just keep reselling them. Now you're figuring it out, Chris. Getting on my level. <laughs> that and you know those strawberry candies that just show up in old ladies' candy jars? No, because I you do, eat fucking violets, so you monster. They're just magic. You can't buy them. They ju- you just have to buy the dish and then they so, magically wait, show up. Wait, is that the one that's I like a little bit I've never seen those things for sale in my entire life. What is that about? <laughs> oh, man. You turn a certain... You have to be a woman. You turn a certain age, and then you get the magical dish that the candies just show up in. It's like the storks that drop off babies. After a certain point, they're like, oh, your uterus doesn't work anymore. Here's some candy. <laughs> what? <laughs> that took a turn. For all this and more from us and our partners, be sure to keep your eyes on geekade.com. I thought somebody should say it. It's fair. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. Uh, Welcome back. We are talking today about the pilot episode of The Winchesters, which, that was weird, Winchesters. (laughs) The Winchesters. (laughs) Uh, Let's put our pinkies up and talk about The Winchesters. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So this premiered on the CW uh, in October of 22. Back in 22. (laughs) Like I'm a prospector or something. Okay. It's Where are we gotten, right now? It's gotten too late in the oh, evening for me to be saying things us. that make sense. 
Uh, so I picked this, obviously, because I'm a huge fan of Supernatural, and since this is a prequel series narrated by uh, the original show's best character, I couldn't not watch it. Um, That's right, so everyone. The- Misha Collins. <laughs> <laughs> I will fight you. <laughs> I would fight me, too. <laughs> I'd get my ass kicked, but I'd fight you. Thanks. <laughs> So in the pilot, we meet uh, Mary, a young version of Mary Campbell, who is in search of her missing father, a monster hunter on the trail of some mysterious object or other. Uh, Mary's played by Meg Donnelly, who was in the Disney Plus's series of the Zombies movies um, and also played one of the daughters on ABC's American Housewife. Uh, she crosses paths with the PTSD-afflicted John Winchester just after he's returned home from serving in Vietnam. Uh, he has received a letter from his also mysteriously missing father, uh, who they eventually discover was a man of letters, which, if you don't know, is another secret society from supernatural lore, and they also fight otherworldly foes. Uh, John is played by a relative unknown named Drake Roger. By the episode's end, they agree to team up, solve the mystery that both their fathers seem to be entangled in. Um, the gang's rounded out by fellow hunter Carlos and a nervous librarian type named Latika. And we also get to know John's mother, Millie, who um, is a, you know, just kind of bitter um, and feeling abandoned because her husband disappeared and then her son went off to fight in war and she was left to, like, be a mechanic in a small town in Kansas. Um and so, that is the story of the Winchesters. Uh, the pilot pretty much kind of brings you in and kind of fills you in on all the basics from the supernatural universe that you need to know if you are going in cold, which, why you would do that. Um, if your name is not Chris Randazzo, I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, I know how I felt about this, but one of the reasons I... I picked this as I just wanted to take Angie for not and point her at the show and let it go. So, girl, what you got? Why did you do this to me, Karen? Why? I'm sorry. I can't. I couldn't help myself. I'm, I'm guessing that it was not a happy experience for you. Oh no, I fucking hated this. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> in this, spe- <laughs> explain okay? to me why it's so bad. Okay, uh, so I am trying very hard to uh, bring back the memories that I was blocking out after watching this because I just didn't like it. Um, first of all, I understand that like in Supernatural, this is one of those things where we did see flashbacks of the parents and of course they couldn't go with those cast members because, you know, time. Um, however, I just like... Like, John Winchester has fucking brown eyes. He has brown eyes. Okay? So, like, can we at least give the man... Give this some... dude colored contacts? Yeah. Just just start there. Just one, one fucking detail. Really? Really, Jensen Ackles? You're fucking making this show, and you can't get Daddy Winchester's eye color right? You fucking swine. Sorry. Anyway. Easy. Damn. Just wow, she so came annoyed. straight out the gate. I, I, oh, I, 
okay. Ooh, man, I gotta calm down. I just got really frustrated for a lot of reasons, one of which was the fact that, like, you know, yeah, Dean is, is narrating this, and that's all whoop de doody. but... Did he even narrate? I don't remember so, his yeah, voice Jensen at all. So, yeah, Jensen Ackles was narrating parts of the story, and he's like, well, it starts here, but this is where it's gonna go, and then... And okay. then they get to the end of the episode, and they're like, and then we'll tell you more. And then there's, you see him standing at Baby, like, next to Baby, but then Sam's not there, and just the way that it's being done, I don't know if they're going to bring Jared into this or Jared Padalecki for anyone who doesn't know who is Sam Winchester who is Dean's brother um, I don't know and if they're currently gonna... a Texas Ranger yeah well not a good <laughs> one that's going so well um, so I I don't know if they're eventually going to bring him in but I did think that it was weird to see Dean doing this especially because it is like they didn't use technology and like age him back down so it's not like it's something that he's writing in dad's journal before he went and grabs him from college in season one or like you know he spoiler alert died before Sam at the end of the series so definitely wasn't at that timeline uh so i just don't know when like, he would have been right does this happen yeah yeah and the other I mean, part it was of this just on a tuesday and dean was i'm oh, sorry never not call him dean thanks gilmore girls um <laughs> he was just off peeing you know we're on the side of the road yeah sure. just like being in the desert that's there, fine sold done Great. problem solved show was flawless awesome um <laughs> what you fight her other I'm things gonna, that I I, I I didn't feel that I, nope I'm taking I'm taking issue I'm taking issue I'm gonna keep going so the other thing that I was bothered about was the fact that the way that this was done where they bring in the men of letters like there better be a fucking explanation then for why Sam and Dean didn't know for years that they were legacies and also why they sucked ass at fighting demons in the beginning of the show John included because we get into this episode and it's like, oh, here, let me pull out my water gun and just fucking squirt it in the face of this demon. And like, oh, look at us with this exorcism. And I'm like, y'all struggled real hard in Supernatural. Like, demons were freaking scary. You guys, it was not. No, just no. This is not. It was not this easy for them in the beginning. It became easier throughout the series. But like, you don't get to take me to that place in this show because like that is not the experience that we were shown about Mary's childhood or past or anything in the supernatural series from what I recall. Now I'm obviously going to have to do a rewatch of supernatural so I can hate this show more, but (laughs) (laughs) I, I had, I just, I had issues with that. And then the way that they introduce the rest of the cast and like, they have like this little Mary band of whatever. So I was like, yeah, sure. That's cool. In box Um, checking order. Here you go. Yeah. Like Evan definitely (laughs) felt like there was box checking, which I honestly felt like it was very much there, but like, because this is set in a time period, this was this technically sixties or seventies when this is happening. Um, Cause it's I af- feel like I was 60s, but I could be wrong. Okay. Yeah. Cause I know like it has to do with the, t- I'm pretty sure John was in Vietnam, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it, in theory, yeah, this is 60s and like, so it's from my obvious lack of exposure to that, uh, I think it kind of made sense that some of these characters were the way that they were. Um, but the other part of this for me was just that like, it just it doesn't have the same heart and also like even if a show has pilot syndrome when it's a show Which that this is very much did it very much did very much did pet pilots disease i think the problem i have with how it how much it had was that like i 
because it's coming off of the supernatural world and lore and history and we had 15 years of that show i just thought they would do a little bit better with it um and i'm i can still kind of excuse that part but like i did not feel connected to these characters i didn't find them likable i didn't feel like the character the actors have any chemistry and then when like mary just shows up and she's like kicking all this ass like i just i i didn't i don't know like i it didn't i wasn't sold on it i didn't like the way that the scenes were cut i didn't like the interactions between the characters like there were just i was looking for something to hold on to because i do love the supernatural universe so much and i was really really struggling to find it um <laughs> i'm like even now i pulled up the imdb and i'm like letting it just kind of play through like little scenes and clips um so that i can make sure there's not anything i'm missing that i'm like oh wait but i did like this thing like there was really very little of that uh i'm i'm hoping that if this show is going to continue it's going to get better but like so far i've just found it largely disappointing and also oh that was the other thing with the demon they were fighting they talk about how like demons will kind of just like ruin the body of the person that they're possessing. But then there's an opportunity where they can help somebody and they kind of like don't seem to have any compassion or care for the person that they're trying to save, like the possessed person. And that's not something that like John later on, like, it would make sense that he doesn't care because like that was how he was when he was raising his boys. He was a broken man who didn't really care about much and just was desperate for answers and revenge. But like his, like Sam and Dean were not always like that. Like they worked really hard to try and save people when they were first dealing with, you know, exorcisms and trying to pull the demon out of somebody before it could destroy the host and obviously then they get the demon knife and angel plates and then all hell breaks loose and nobody gives a shit about that but (laughs) initially yeah like initially they did and i think what's happening for me is like it feels as though this is coming off of more of the lore that came in like the second half of the original series and for me as a fan like the best part of the show was actually the first five seasons with like really strong highlights that came in the 10 fucking seasons after um but nothing i think was ever quite as strong i think there were seasons that came back but it 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 never as a whole really regained its footing for me and i was just okay with that this it just doesn't feel like it's starting out strong and also i don't know if it was like just because the time that i was seeing the show but the the whole like pilot's disease or pilot syndrome thing that most shows seem to exhibit i never got a sense of that with the first episode of the original series and i i don't know why like for me it was okay but this just i don't know there's just a lot of things in this that i'm like i'm not connecting to it at all and i think because jensen ackles was like bringing this to life i had higher expectations and i was very let down that all tracks that makes that makes a lot of sense because you have a a knowledge basis for this what the show were what the original show was in its best and at its worst and this show is starting at what the original show was its worst like i said this uh, uh, another show a while ago this was a very cw show okay mm-hmm. very cw the fact that there's zero chemistry between the two people. I'm not saying they have to be in love in the first episode, 
but I should like to see them on screen together. You had one angel where one episode where Dean hit it off with an angel and banged her by the end of the episode. And that had more believability than these two fuckers on screen right now. Like, like, I mean, literally. And that was a whole thing where they had to go through like there's a history zero. There's zero learning curve. Like, like I, ninety percent of the team has amazing experience in this situation, and we're just brought along. I, I just don't like. I, you know, it's kind of silly to say I don't buy it because it's you know demons and monsters, but I don't. I don't buy this this Scooby Gang here. Like I don't believe it, and it just was a really difficult watch. And at the end of the episode, when we were watching it, we both looked at each other and went, "Yeah, this suffers from pilot syndrome," and the 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 fact that we didn't right then and there or within the next month watch episode two speaks volumes like we only watched the pilot and did not like it and didn't even like there wasn't it's like i guess it's it, we're we don't want to ruin the, the the original by watching more of this that it could possibly just turn our opinion of it but this was this was not this was not good I yeah, the, um, the one rule, and I I talk about this a lot because uh, I'm Star Wars for, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but the one rule when making prequel content is to do no harm to the original source material. Boom. Mm-hmm. And now I didn't, I don't know any of the stuff you're talking about, but the fact that the dude's eyes weren't brown, what are you doing? Like, I know it's a small detail, but you're talking about supernatural people. Yeah, there are there are no more rabid fans anywhere of anything than supernatural fans. Yeah, I mean, this <laughs> sorry is, for everything. Is, and the the kind of stuff you're talking about, how like this stuff was difficult for them, and it's not being difficult for them now in this prequel. It seems careless, and that kind of stuff is like that's that's not what you do. That that's that's big mistake territory right there. You're gonna do prequel content. You got to make it better. Then mm-hmm. you got to it at at least attempt to enhance the uh the the stuff that came after it and not make it worse by trying to by by not paying attention to the details. So my prequels are hard to do right, you know? Even the friggin' Hobbit movies had this problem. Like and that was Peter Jackson. That guy that guy doesn't screw around, but like it it's it's hard to do right. So if you're gonna do this, it's it's a bit of a risk. The only thing that I wrote down that really like, cause since I don't have this connection to this show, it didn't, the show didn't bother me at all. It wasn't like, it didn't knock my socks off. It was kind of dumb, but, uh, you know, it was, it was fine. It was, it was sure. It was a good time. You know, I, I, I enjoyed myself while watching it, except the one thing that was bothering me is they made this big freaking hairy deal about that cross that was in his arm or something. Right. Mm-hmm. He had this cross that was in his arm and it was just, it was just there. Like. Now, I know this was a long time ago, but I'm pretty sure even back then, doctors would say, don't keep metal in your arm that doesn't need to be there. Yep. It's like, okay, but it's like, you know, well, I guess they can't take that out, right? And then he gets into the fight, and he's just like, yoink. Well, oh if my it was God. that easy to take out, why didn't you do it a long time ago? Did I ago? not yell or even in the middle? in this fight. What yeah, are you, you doing? Oh, I blocked that That was out. the only thing I wrote down. It's like... <laughs> It's hey, like the boom up. thing in that other shit. It's like the boom <laughs> thing in that other show you guys are talking about. Like, what, what are you doing? And exactly, the answer was, hey, shut up. <laughs> Yet again, I'm going to have to ask you to get all the way off my back about it. 
Uh, I cannot disagree with any of the criticisms uh, of this show. Uh, I also have to agree with uh, with Chris that it was it was fine. It was kind of fun, you know, on a surface level. It was like, all right, these people are romping around, um, you know, killing monsters and whatnot. I think what the, what I liked about it was just like the the flavor of supernatural. Like uh, it was just so like. I was happy to be back in the in the universe. Mm-hmm. I get that it's not at all a good representation of the universe. Um, and if you want a good representation of the universe, the the, the original show is it's yep. not going anywhere. Yep. It's there. Mm-hmm. There's 15 seasons of it. There's no shortage of it. Um, but I can't, in good conscience, recommend this either. <laughs> Um, I, it's, I got, it didn't, it didn't bother me a whole bunch. And I just, I guess, I don't know, my, um, fandom maybe isn't as rabid as other people's. You can just say me. It's okay. I know I'm an asshole. It's not just you. It's probably most people. I feel like I'm in the minority when I say this, like, like the brown eyes thing right over my head. Like all of that Karen. stuff, like the fact that everything was easy for them. To me, it was more like let's do some shorthand for like people have watched fifteen seasons of this already. If they're coming to this because they're a fan of Supernatural, they don't need to like. We do not need to explain how possession works and exorcism and the rules and all of this stuff. Like we need to get through this as quickly as possible. But I also see that like that is that has a very negative impact on the story itself so well what i would say is that in defense of like probably literally everyone else who is not as crazy as i am i understand that like mary is supposed to come from a family of hunters it's Mm -hmm. just that like even with that like if that's the case and this is a show that's starting out where john is going to have however many years of experience fighting alongside of her you know before sam and dean are born and then all of the time that he has raising them it would make sense to me that then he would be better at it by then you know like you're 100 percent right i'm i'm you know I, you're 100 percent right it doesn't make sense but the other side of it too is like yeah maybe they are trying to move quickly through that and maybe like it will have like i don't want to be so i don't want to be so negative about it it's just like i'm so tired of being disappointed wow that train left the station a while ago honey i know i know (laughs) that's the thing i finally got it out the bottom line is it's not supernatural and it's never gonna be right it's not the original um and nothing can be um that was lightning in a bottle at least the beginning as you say the first five seasons or whatever um but yeah it, it's it's it's, like, it's, it's like definitely not the same thing that, yeah the, yeah like, there's even in the few episodes i've watched of supernatural like sam and dean are just great characters these mm-hmm. two their parents aren't great characters on this like young versions of them like they're fine but they didn't 
I didn't think they were all that exciting to watch. And I agree. I didn't think they had very much chemistry together either. Um, I liked the sidekicks more than I liked the main characters. Same. And like, they were, they were very box ticky, but I don't mind that if it's at least, you know, executed in a fun manner. You know? Yeah. Like, I like, just talk about Law and Order. I like Formula 8. <laughs> it's well, just, and, the, and, and you just gotta, you just gotta do it well. You just gotta put your heart into it. And there's got to be some natural chemistry there if you're going to have people playing off each other. And yeah, the the two main characters were like the least likable out of the entire bunch. So you, you could check boxes all you want after you set the right cast. Like, okay, so my biggest complaint about this show is Mary Campbell. And this show is played by a woman named Meg Donnelly. In Supernatural season, blah, 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 episode, blah, 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 there's a character named Claire Novak. That was played just by like Catherine her. Newton. Yep. And they look fucking identical <laughs> to each other. Yeah. And I hated that character in every episode that she showed up in. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is who is it? Why did they cast this girl? And and I, for the life of me, I thought it was the same girl. Like, yep. you don't like right down to the eyebrows. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Some, I had I had to do it because I knew I knew that he like like he has he has ranted about the eyebrows specifically, and it just makes me laugh. I mean, when a woman's face is forty eight percent eyebrow. They have to do something about that because it, ah, it. Anywho, the 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 lack of chemistry between the two of them, and then the fact that for most of the episode I kept thinking about a character that I did not like. Like there was there was no hope for this show for me. <laughs> and that's a thing um, where I'm like, okay, I can accept that as like that's your bias, just because it reminds you of Claire, and like that's whatever. I that's why I, I said like I was desperately looking for things to like. And I just didn't. So I originally watched this when it first came out. Um, mm-hmm. Whenever whenever it was that Evan first put it on the Plex shortly after it came out. Um, I watched the first three episodes. I think there were five total available at the time. And I now I'm remembering now feeling like the pilot was pretty hokey pretty hacky pretty like not great but feeling like i'm not gonna judge this show on the pilot alone okay um and so i can it it was whatever three months ago so now i because i'm an ancient person i cannot remember (laughs) what it was but i do remember that i watched two more episodes and so there was something there that made me keep going okay that's enough for me to say like i I will give the second episode a chance, especially if anybody else has watched it and has any thoughts or feedback. I'm open to their opinions. Um, Yes, as I said at the top of the show, we love emails about Supernatural, guys. Yeah. That's all we want to get is Uh, emails about Supernatural. Honestly, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I, 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 like I said, I certainly cannot argue with any of the criticisms any of you made against (laughs) the show. This was certainly not, this episode was certainly not the, the best way for anybody to get turned on to this show. Uh, especially not fans of the original. Was so, it a, a regular length episode? Yeah. 
It was so, regular. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> with that, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, you're no, gonna no, watch the show no matter what. That was not on you at all. <laughs> I'm shocked it took to, took us as long as it actually did. Because I had that like drama and dread of like, oh, am I gonna dislike this? And if I do dislike it, how disappointed am I gonna be? And do I want to feel that way? And then do I want to have to talk about it? But then, what? then we actually had to talk about it. So I was like, all right, let's go. Yeah, I mean, I excuse me. I'm a, a, a typically am. I feel like less critical of a lot of things than maybe I could be, and part of why I wanted to talk about this on this show is because of Angie's rabid fandom. <laughs> like, I, I really needed a supernatural expert on this one. Oh God! I did did either of you look at, at the IMDb for it? The goofs? Yeah. No. What? Supernatural established that John, John never knew Mary was a hunter I and know! he didn't become one until after Mary's death. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Hold on. Yes. But, 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 but there is an episode and this is the thing. This is the reason I didn't bring it up because I didn't want to like go around trying to fact check every single detail. If I'm not mistaken, there is an episode where they do go back in time and they see that she had John's memories erased at one point even when, when they he's... got attacked by the angel anna after they were married and he did not find out about mary being a hunter those memories were erased by michael for fuck's sake <laughs> fuck <laughs> fuck i was right i should have said it i didn't want to be right fuck you Just had to read the rest of the fuck group. you fuck you jensen ackles fuck you fucking cw fuck you new writers we just did an nc-17 honey i'm sorry (laughs) all right i think that seals it nobody watched this show (laughs) all right uh that's all we got today this week on uh the winchesters uh honey i know you're in the middle of something but yeah, give me one second. I'm about to win this Pong match. That's yeah, fine. That's right. I'm going to point out that before you're our Lord 2023 and the man is playing Pong. I have one more thing to say. The angel who went back, Anna, that was the one that Dean fucked. He had chemistry with <laughs> yes, that angel. I, I remember that yep. very well. Yep. yep. More chemistry with may the angel that tries to murder his parents. guilty of like, rewatching that scene specifically on YouTube. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, it was, it was like they had... It was oh, good, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Lord, eh? Ooh. Yeah, baby has Get seen some vapid. shit. <laughs> they had like Especially a Titanic you count all the fanfic. Oh my god, yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, I'm so sorry for my anyway, rabbit fan. As Chris was about to say, as soon uh, as he scrolls through and finds the, the right. Where the heck is my script? See, I'm not in front of the computer because I've been playing Pong this entire time. All right, let's see. This this podcast is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. However, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can reach out to all of us individually on our platforms. You can find Chris at... Oh, uh, I'm at Geekade Chris, uh, Geekade K-R-I-S on Twitter. Uh, and you can re- read my work at StoneAgeGamer.com and in the pages of Nintendo Force Magazine. Should I continue? You want to take over? <laughs> Uh, yeah, there was a whole chunk over there. You did really good. That was this pretty pretty top notch at the at, at the top. I was just I was just stalling. Up. I was stalling Ooh. with this because I know there's more stuff that you have to say. So uh, we have an official Geekade Discord where there's an entire this week's episode channel dedicated to all things TV talk. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram through the official Geekade channels and more specific webcast webcast accounts that don't really get updated. So you've probably ignored that part. And of course, 
Of course, the four of us can be found in various ways. I already said I'm available on Twitter at Geekade Chris, and you can read my work on StoneAgeGamer.com and in the pages of Nintendo Force Magazine. Karen, where can people find you? Uh, STM Stitches on uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, not really Twitter anymore, and Etsy. And you, where can people find you? AngelaFurnot.com. And Yvonne, where can people find you? Check us out at TalesAtCapeFear.com. Big stuff coming soon. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love big stuff. Mm-hmm. The bigger, the better. Mm-hmm. If you need to know more about the shows we discussed tonight or what we'll be watching in the future, have a look at our show notes. And if you have any other questions at all, we can always be reached at mail at Just include the words this week's episode in the subject line so we know who you're trying to reach. This show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. And wherever you decide to listen, please like, comment, subscribe. Leave reviews because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, as always, keep your eyes on Geekade for more fresh original content. Back to you, Karen. Indeed. Uh, so with that, my turn is over, and the next turn haver is our dear friend Angela. Angie, what you got? All right. So on a less angry and aggressive note, <laughs> I would love to recommend the show Upload. Season- Winchester's episode <laughs> two. <laughs> Never. Burn in hell. Uh I would like to uh, recommend the show Upload Season 1, Episode 2, Five Stars, because I think you're all going to give it three or four stars. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Upload? Upload. Upload. Season what? Episode what? It is Season 1, Episode 2, and it is available on Amazon Prime Video for anyone who uh, uses (laughs) the internet. Okay. All right. (laughs) Thank you for that helpful information. Uh, Well, that's going to wrap it up for us this episode. I have been your host. I'm Karen. I'm Chris. I'm Angie. You guys figure out a silly line. (laughs) Uh, Hi, I'm Evan. (laughs) Good night. Wow. Waka waka. (laughs) Good night, folks. Nailed it. What they didn't know was that the Akrita weren't just a threat to Earth, but to all of existence. Now, like I told you, there's going to be some surprises. Hell, I'm still trying to find all the puzzle pieces myself. But I'll explain everything. And until then, I'll keep picking the music. And this concludes our broadcast day.